testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Just checking out to see if you guys can hear me or not. This is the very beginning of my, my little series that I want to start and talk to someone, you know. Get get the perspective of someone else to help me out with some decisions that I have to make in my life. I don't know if anybody will listen to this, but hopefully I can get some people listening and I, I'll be able to make a decision from there. Well, hello there. Like I said again, uh, my name is Luis Felipe and I am a 21-year-old Mexican-American stuck in life. I, I'm really confused at the moment and don't really know where to take my life at this point. Um, uh, to tell you a little bit more about myself, um, I'm 5'10", 260 pounds, and some of the things that I like to do, uh, for one thing, play video games, sometimes, not anymore really. Um, another thing would be, uh, currently I'm really into running, and I've been losing a lot of weight. And so, and I, I love it, honestly. It gets me outside. It gets me active. Makes it helps me lose weight, and all those good things. And so now, I have a reason to go outside and enjoy the day. And now that it's getting super nice out here in Arizona, I can really enjoy my runs and spend a lot of that time, you know, exploring. Learning and finding new places to go run at and go work on that. Well, my current job, I work at Golf Lantern Flash, and it's all right, I guess. There's not much work to do. I average about 20, let's say, 25 hours every single week, but it, it, it's not enough at this point, but... I'm trying to find a new field of work so I can, you know, love my job. I, I don't love this job. Basically, I clean pools all day. I skim out the skimmers. I clean the bottom of the pools. Basically, just pool maintenance. And for all in all, it's super easy. But at the same time, I'd rather not be doing this. I, I really need help trying to find what I want to do in life and how and how to get there, you know? I need that little push, I need that little motivation. And a little more, a little more about me is that I absolutely hate the idea of a nine to five job. If I could, that, that's how our world works. You have a nine to five job and you're kind of just like there every single day, five days a week, 50 weeks out of the year. It's not, it doesn't sound appealing to me. And I really do want to love what I, what I do. And I want to make a lot of money while I'm at it too. <laughs> well, obviously, who doesn't want to make a lot of money? Right now, in the works, I don't really have a specific thing that I want to do. But I really do want to find that passion. I want to find that spark. Again, running has really helped me. Mm, let's say gain a lot of confidence 
and I really enjoy running. So maybe if someone can give me any examples of what I could do with running, I don't know, I could make that a job. Who knows? I can I gotta think outside of the box, you know. I can't be like everybody else and do what they're doing. I, I I'm not like that. Since day one, since I was born or since I started growing up, I realized I'm not like everybody else. I don't want to be like them. I don't have the plans to do that. And so, yeah, basically, I want to help. Maybe you guys helping me, I can help one of you guys. And that'll be a great thing, too, because I absolutely love helping other people. And world we really can't do anything um so a little bit about my history um i used to work at my first my very first job was at raising cane and you know whenever you get a first job and you're like damn i'm gonna work really really hard to impress everybody well i kind of did that and i was really good at my job but Nobody actually cared, so I kind of wasted my time there and, and kind of blew off some, some of my body just for that work. So basically, working at Raising Cane's, you use a lot of your hands to drop the chicken in fryers and whatnot, pick up the fryers to shake the bird, to shake the chicken so that, so that it doesn't stick or anything like that. Well, I did that so many times. And so often that I messed up my wrists and I grew a cyst on my right, uh, what's it called, my right wrist and I had that removed and ever since it, has, it hasn't been the same and it kind of just hurts like once in a while here and there but that's no way to live your life honestly. Like I damaged my body for someone else's gain. I, I, I was making canes thousands and thousands of dollars and I only saw maybe a thousand dollars a paycheck there because I would get lots of hours like lots of hours I was in high school I was a junior in high school I had all the time in the world I spent all my free time there working making chicken fingers Saturdays Fridays Thursday nights I would spend there with my friends with my co-workers which I thought at the time they were my friends I would hang out with them out of work. I would go over to their apartments. We would hang out. We would play video games. We would do all that nonsense. And I worked at AZ3, Racing Kane's AZ3. And we were one of the busiest stores in the country because we were right next to ASU, Arizona State University. And really, we I spent so much time working so hard and trying to prove myself to people that really didn't care. And I felt so bad when I left. Like, I left in the most terrible way possible, and I kind of regret it, but I really can't do anything about it now. Um, well, yeah, I, I'd say when my wrists got messed up, it was maybe a Friday or Saturday night, and it was game day, and I had to drop and roll, like, I'd say in total that day, I dropped about 5,000 chicken fingers. I made about 5,000 chicken fingers. And ever since that day happened, my wrists have never really been the same. 
they always hurt, they're always in pain, constantly going to the doctor to seek help, see what I can do. Eventually, I'm going to go have them slit my wrist and put in rods, metal rods, so that they won't hurt as much. Hopefully, that'll help. I have no idea what those procedures will be like, but it's in the works, you know? Can't do everything at once. Well, yeah, I worked at Raising Cane's for my very first job, and I love the co-workers that I got to learn about and talk to every single day. Those are some of my very best friends now, and I wouldn't take that time back, but I would take the effort that I gave because it really did end up hurting myself in the long run and not really, mm, not really benefiting. I mean, I guess I learned how to work very, very hard and show people that I'm worth a lot more than what it looks on the outside, which is obvious that you need to do at every single job, but I took it way too difficult, and those precautions that we took at work were never really... Nobody's concerned, really. We, we would roll those heavy fryers very often. Every two and a half minutes, you would do it. And those those fryers, baskets, they would have about, they would weigh about 50 pounds. Or less than 50, but more to like 25 to 30 pounds. And doing constantly throughout 8 hours or 10 hours or 12 hours sometimes. It really gets to your wrist, like constantly just doing that work, which wasn't fun. But again, I wouldn't take the time that I spent with my coworkers there to some of those people are my very best friends today, to this day, and I'm glad to have met them. Taught me to work hard. I was a certified trainer there on my way to becoming a birth specialist. And that I think about it, these things are like super stupid and meaningless. But I was proud to be a birth specialist or a bird trainer or whatever. It's kind of embarrassing, but okay, it's, it's my very first job, and I, I really wanted people to see that. I worked hard and I was dedicated to something. Um, well, yeah, after about two years, I left that job and I moved over to, I quit that job on impulse. I, was, I wasn't really thinking. I let my emotions get over me. I'm not going to really go into that, into detail unless everybody wants to hear that, but um, yeah, after that job, I went over to um, the Habit Burger and Grill because I knew an old manager from Cane's there, and he got me a job basically on the spot. And there, I was pretty much um, doing pretty well. I was only there for a couple months, so I'd say three months, four months. But it was, again, super easy. I was kind of tired of it. I really didn't have any problem with it and my manager the manager there was his name was Isaac and he was really nice a uh, big Mexican fellow and basically the only thing that they taught me there was um, sandwich that's what it was called that's what the station was called 
and I would basically prepare all the sandwiches and get the fries ready sometimes. But I would basically create the sandwiches and have them ready for the person behind me to put the patties and then I would close them up or cut them in half and then put them in the box and wrapping and put them in the on the window ready to go. And that was all the way in Gilbert, I think. And that was a good, I would leave my house at 420 every single day and get there by five. And so the shift was like from five to uh, 11 maybe at most. And then all those workers there, they were pretty young. They were about, they were were seniors in high school while I was a, a sophomore in college. And so it was pretty fun working with them. A couple of the managers there were pretty much my age, so I would get along with them a lot. The food was really good. Again, all I've been exposed to from my work settings have been fast food, and so that's all I've been really eating. And so I'm gaining all this weight without me knowing it. Yeah, that job was pretty fun. Two to three months, I was creating sandwiches. I got really fast with my hands, but again, I'm constantly using my hands back and forth, and I really just strained them a lot. I really wasn't worried, too worried about my body. I was making somebody else a lot more money and giving up my body for them, basically. That's how I think about it. But again, I'm learning a skill. I was, my communication skills are pretty well, pretty good. I'd say so, anyways. In the right setting and all that. Um, I worked really good under pressure. Um... I have a lot of energy. I have bursts of energy. Mm-hmm. So I leave at 11, get home like 11.30, go to school the next day, and then basically repeat. only worked four days there, which wasn't too bad. But at the same time, I was like, I need more money. This isn't cutting it. It's, it, it works, but it's not cutting it. And then after I basically mastered sandwich, over there, they really didn't move me because all the other uh, high school seniors, they weren't really too good at their job, and so you couldn't really depend on them. And so I had to stay right there all night, every night, and which wasn't fun. And then they throw me on dishes, and I was even worse because I was really fast at doing dishes. And again, it's about that pride. I, I, I wanted to show people that I'm really good at something. And when they saw that, they just threw me where they needed me, and it wasn't fun. So that job got really boring quickly. And so I left that job. I went to go work at a place called Four Peaks Brewing Company, and there I would become a cook as well. But this time, it was a vast variety of food. It was it was great. I, I loved learning how to cook there. And our... Not really per se cook, or I'd say cook, yeah, but most likely just heat up things and learn how to actually make food good. And I was glad to have learned. All my all my old coworkers from Kane's worked there, and so I kind of just followed the groove and followed along with them. And so yeah, I started working in. At Four Peaks in around February of 2019, I think. Yeah, 
February of 2019, or 2018, I'm pretty sure it's 2019, but who knows the exact date. So yeah, I started working there, I, um, they started me off on fryer, I would heat up chicken fingers exactly like I would at Cane's, which wasn't really my, was, was, wasn't my favorite part about working there, but again, you need to start somewhere, right? And so yeah, I started working on fryer, and then slowly they moved me up the line to more harder tasks. And again, I could just show them off. I, I would I would work on one station and then learn the next one the next day or ask my coworker about how the station works or whatever. And it was pretty awesome because I was pretty good, honestly. I I was pretty fast. I was I made sure my station was clean all the time. I would make sure the food that I made was up to par with my standards, with their standards, presentation-wise, and everything. They really loved me there, and that's whenever I I started learning how to cook. I loved learning how to cook. Um, well, yeah, I learned how to cook there, and then once after Fryer, they moved me on to Sandwich, which was basically... Um, Basically, what I was doing at the Habit Burger and Grove, preparing sandwiches and putting the mayo, lettuce, tomato, all that, but but fancier, I guess, putting fries on on the plates and all that. I was really fast at that. They loved how I worked there. I would get the nachos ready. I would make nacho bowls. And then let me tell you about two guys that I met there that were pretty, um, I'd say, they impacted the way I thought about, they, they taught me a couple things. Um... One guy was named Mark, Mark, and he was your your typical white, bald-headed asshole that you would see in the kitchen. But at the same time, he was a very nice and genuine guy once you got to get past that barrier. He hated all of us. His, the people working there were all pretty much kids. They were about 20 to 18-year-olds or probably older, too. But pretty much kids compared to him. He was about 40 or 30, something like that. And he used to be an ex-military. And he was just an asshole, you know. They probably teach you that in military school and everything. but um, Or training camp or whatever you call it. But he was a very big asshole. And fucking... But once I got to know him and everything, he was hilarious. Like, he would mess around with us. I would love to go to work because he was there. And he, he was like... Uh, the, the position next to him or the position he would always be on would be sandwich or lead and I'd be on sandwich and so like standing next to this asshole <laughs> fucking tall white guy redneck bald guy you kind of just like get used to him and you laugh at his jokes and he laughs at your jokes and it's just kind of funny he would always rush you he'd always, he'd always cuss you out or something he'd always call you stupid or whatever but that's how you talk in the kitchen it'd be hilarious it'd be fun the chef would go along with it too and make sure we were doing our job, and we would get super busy. We would, he would rely on me to make food like really quickly, make it pretty good too. And it was just a cool environment to learn how to work with a team and be part of a team. It was really fun. And so, yeah, once after sandwich, one day I was supposed to be on on sandwich for one day, and then one guy called out, so they moved me over to flat top instead. And so that's when I got to cooking food. That's where I would make 
quesadillas. I would make, um, I would cook the nachos in the in the burner that we had back there. Um, what else did I cook? I would cook the, the sandwich bread for salmon sandwiches or for turkey sandwiches. So I would cook up wheat bread. I'd cook up 12 grain, white bread, um, pita bread, um, anything else you can really think of. Um, hamburgers sometimes. People wouldn't want them on the grill. And then what else? Um, nachos. Yeah, I said that already. Quesadillas. Chicken for the quesadillas. Um, hmm. You would cook a lot of things. And when we would get busy, it was kind of super hard to keep track of what you were cooking and make sure you were doing it correctly. And again, I learned how to be fast. I did a pretty good job at it. And they just kept moving me up from there. So yeah, I spent some good amount of time on flat top. And then after that, hmm, let's see, what other memories do I have from being on flat top? Um, it was a very <laughs> flat, hot surface. And so every time you would go to flip a tortilla or something, you would burn your hand or something. You'd you would burn your fingertips. That wasn't fun. And then what else? Flat top would be right next to grill. It would be behind sandwich and lead and would be on the side of uh, grill and what's it called? Fryer. And so my homie Matt, he, he would started working there like a couple months after or before me. And so he already had experience in most of the things there. And so he would be on grill most nights and, or no, no, actually, this one guy, I forget what his name was, but, um, uh, so it was Mark the Skinny, or not skinny, but he had a beer belly and bald and mean and, yeah, redneck type, but, uh, what was this other guy's name? He was a complete asshole. He hated his job and everybody hated him. Nobody liked him. He was just an asshole in general. He wanted to be an asshole because he has some sort of power. But not really. Nobody listened to him. Um, he, he was pretty big. He was pretty fat. Um, if I think of his name, I'll shout it out. But he was really mean, too. And he always thought he had a lot of power and people would listen to him. But nobody really liked him. He had a big, we called him, one of my uh, Mexican friends, Chicken Little, would call him Camelback, but in Spanish. That would be hilarious because he has like a big hump on his back from like bending over so many times and everything. And yeah, we just called him that sometimes. Um, that was fun. Uh, or he wasn't really fun. Sometimes he'd be fun. He'd be. He wouldn't care, obviously. But other days he really did care, and it was super annoying just to have him in the kitchen. He would ruin the whole mood. He wasn't even funny. He'd try to be funny, and no one would laugh. And he was just awkward in general. Um. Yeah. Um. I was on grill. After uh, after flat top, they moved me over to grill. And basically there, I I learned how to temp 
meats. So basically I would drop any steak ribeye that we needed for the for an order or something. I would drop hamburgers, I would drop beer beer meat. I don't I forget what it's called. Beer fed burger or anything like that and yeah, I, I learned how to temp my burgers and I learned how to how to clean a, a grill, a big industrial grill a grill like that and that was pretty cool. But again, you would sweat so much on grill, like again we would get extremely busy and you'd have to make sure you know where your temperatures are at, what's ready, what's not, what's the first ticket that needs to come out. And that's with anything with fast food or anything. You need to prioritize what food you make first. And so I did that. I learned grill. That took me a while. I was on there for a couple of months. And then after that, I finally eventually moved my way up to saute, which was basically the second to last station that you could learn. And I just remember when I got to saute, I was extremely proud of myself because it was a completely different view of when I was looking at Fryer. Fryer was completely at the very end on the other side of the kitchen and you could see like it was a different perspective you would be at a different station you would have different ingredients you would have actual food instead of just fried fryer food you know egg rolls chicken rolls um all that you would have fish sticks or sometimes on fryer but on saute you had actual ingredients you had green peppers red peppers um garlic mayo um you had all different types of ingredients too and you were responsible for cooking the, the menu or the special for the day. And that was a lot of fun too. I learned how to make some some bomb spaghetti, some some really good tasting soup sometimes. It was just fun. I remember, like I said, the first day of that, they moved me on there. They, they asked me, are you ready, Luis? Because they didn't know if I was going to be ready because I was dealing with actual, like, um, stove tops and so I would be cooking the food manually, I would be putting in the oil, butter, whatever I needed, just making sure that the food tasted good and always making sure that the food tasted good because that's what people paid the most money for, sauteed food, cooked food basically, warming it up and sauteing it into a pan and making it taste good and presentable. So yeah, I did that. Um, the first day, um, me and my homie Matt, my best friend, um, looked at each other and we were like, hell yeah, we're going to have an easy day. Because I trusted him and he trusted me and we were really good at our jobs. And so we kind of just took it by, like, we took it by, by the ear, basically. We were, we were ready for the day and the night. And an average shift would be from, uh, um, I would work Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and Monday. And so Friday through Saturday, we would work from four to 12 and then on Sundays we would work four to I can't remember I think it was 11 and then on Mondays we would work four to 11 as well which wasn't too bad but again being open till 12 o'clock was kind of like whoo you gotta you gotta be up all night and that's when I was drinking energy drinks too and then now I'm available for a vast majority of food I can basically cook whatever came to mind and they had it in that kitchen that was the fun part about it too. I, I made my own food and then I cooked it up and then I would eat it on the side and then throw it away and then take myself food home, food to go home and everything. I was just eating pretty bad there too. 
Um, yeah, saute was fun. Mm. I'd say out of all those stations, uh, uh, sandwich was my favorite because, again, my my hands are pretty much pretty fast, and so I would be able to handle the vast amount of quantity food that I had to make on that station, and like get it down perfectly. So it was just extremely easy and fun at the same time. So they get to tell sandwich what to do, and then I would set up grill so that he can make his hamburgers and then at the same time I would get nacho bowls and quesadillas ready and all that it was super fun so saute I really didn't have any big memories then um after Mark and this other camelback guy left um this guy named Brian he was really experienced he loved what he does he did he worked in the kitchen for so long, and he taught me so much. He was a very good cook. I remember Ryan, when he got there, he was just a skinny white boy as well. And then throughout the month, he got he started getting really into working out, and he got really buff, and it was pretty cool to see him transform from that. <clears throat> but yeah, um, he was a really good cook, and he would teach me so, lo- so much more than I knew and what I wanted to know, and it was great learning from him. Because he always had that motivation. He would work. He would walk into work at four and make sure everyone's ready to go. He would. He would love his job. I'm telling you. He was. He was that person. He was basically me, but older and more wise in, in the food industry and all that. And he would make us some bomb ass food. Late, like late at night, he was like, "Hey, do you want a, something I came up with?" And it was really good, honestly. He would make us salads too. He was all into eating healthy and everything. He was always making sure we were doing okay. He was always on our side, you know? And that was the cool thing about him. And that's why I really enjoyed working with Ryan and all those co-workers. Um, another co-worker I had a good time with was with Dave. He's kind of, um, he, he was a very, very old man. I wouldn't say very, but he was, I think, 50-something. And he was still working in the kitchen. And... You know, with old people, whenever they work with you, they put you on, or they put them on easy stations so that they don't really have to work too hard. But again, this old man, he, um, once, every time he would get off of work, he would go straight to the bar and go have a drink. Every single night. And then this guy went through more cigarettes than my current co-workers, and oh my god, they smoke a lot. Like... We would get 10 minute break, or not 10 minutes, but you would, you would be able to go outside whenever you'd like. Like, as long as we're not too busy and the person can handle it, but they can go outside and smoke a cigarette, just relax outside, take a drink, take a break. But they could do that, and then he would smoke every single time. And Jesus Christ, I've never seen someone smoke so much in my life. Like, there was a little area outside where you'd sit down, and that's where everybody went to go smoke. And apparently everybody had a at a bar and grill, smoke. And so, yeah, he was pretty funny. He was hilarious. He, he made some bomb food too, some really good food. And he was just like, he was like, he was basically my grandpa or a grandpa, but for the whole kitchen. Everybody respected him, but at the same time, he was just kind of like mad all the time because he hated his job and he worked where he worked, you know. And so, yeah, that was Dave. He, his old bastard ass. Um, he was pretty fun. 
And then Chicken Little. If I could remember his name, I would tell you guys. But I'll remember. We we used to call him Chicken Little because he was really tiny. He was like a little Mexican, and he would speak English or he would speak Spanish, but mostly like broken up English, which was pretty cool. Like I would teach him English from the side and everything, and he was eager to learn. But you know, some people just judge him for only speaking English, you know, or for Spanish. So he was pretty cool. He was my friend. He, he really liked me. I really liked him. He was kind of my best friend there, too. And then he started getting his brothers to work there, too. He had one older brother and one younger brother, and they were all awesome. They all looked, basically looked like him. Like, you know what you would imagine a small Mexican look like. That's basically what they were, and they were all hard workers like me, and it was awesome having them work next to me because it was, they were just funny. They were hilarious. They were always making me laugh. We would spend late nights together we would I remember one time um we invited him over to our apartment and by our apartment I met Matt Damaris and my apartment and we would have um they came over one night after work and I remember his girlfriend Cindy I can remember the girlfriend's name but not his name Cindy um got really drunk or something and she decided, or she started throwing up in our bathroom, and it was hilarious because, like, what the fuck? I, I was obviously worried about her making sure she was okay, but at the same time, like, we just got, we had just gotten home. It was like 12:30, 12:45 at night, and she's in the bathroom fucking throwing up, and we were like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> we were just, just confused on what the whole situation that was going on, and I don't know. Again, all these memories that I had these people I would never take back but again I would use my body for the advantage of other people and always make like put other people ahead of me that's what I felt like but again I'm learning these skills again I I, I became I became very very good at dealing with with groups and not throughout the day throughout, throughout the years I have become very confident in working in groups and being able to take lead of things and again it's awesome learning and knowing all these people and getting to know them and learning about their days and just being able to talk to different types of people. They were awesome. And so, again, back to Four Peaks. After Sauté, um, there was one station, um, Pizza. Pizza was in charge of making all the beer bread, making sure they enchiladas would get out on time. They would make all the pizzas as well, different varieties, and then... They would make pretzels as well. They would heat up the pretzels. And then they had a lot of work too. And that was the very last station that you would learn. And right before I left, I was learning that station. But again, my wrists, they were—they really hurt at the time. And so I really didn't get a chance to fully embrace, fully, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fully dive into that station because I really... I really, what's it called? Because I was in pain. Every time I would try to do something like that, it would hurt my wrists and all that, and I really just didn't like it. And so, yeah, um, I still haven't talked to you guys about my current job right now that I'm working at Call Plan, and it's all right. It's it's extremely easy. I got here not knowing a damn thing about pools, 
I've learned so much about water systems and water management and all that, cleaning pools and whatnot. But again, this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. Maybe on another podcast, I can talk to you guys about working at Golfland or anything else you guys want to learn about me. Now, I'll tell you guys more if you guys are willing to listen. Well, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening to what I had to say. And I hope to see you guys again soon. Or I don't even know if I'm going to post this on any website. Or I might start off on TikTok, maybe promote what I'm talking about and, like, kind of a little bit about me. And then from there, I'll just see what people like. Or I just keep doing them whenever I have free time or whatever. But, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And always remember to smile.